grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text today, the words of Jesus, Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit, for apart from me you can do nothing. This is our text. Four or five times every year I hold a class called Welcome to St. Lawrence. That class is uh, designed for people who are coming into our congregation. I've been teaching that class for, I'm thinking, around 15 years, and so I'm guessing that I've had, give or take, a thousand people come through that class. And we always begin the same way. Go around the table, let people introduce themselves, and then answer two questions. The first question is, who brought you to St. Lawrence, or maybe what circumstance brought you to St. Lawrence? And the second one is, what is a positive experience that you've had here? Now, I haven't kept official tally of the answers that I get. I get a lot of them, but three seem to show up most often. The first one, I don't know if it's exactly numerically or not, but the first one is our school. A lot of people come to St. Lawrence through our school, and they've all had a very positive experience at St. Lawrence Lutheran School. So thank you to the members of our school staff and, and keep up the good work. Another reason that people give or a positive experience that they've had is the friendliness of our congregation. So thanks to all of you for that and keep up the good work. And the third category that shows up with, with some regularity is our worship services. Sometimes they mention the Connect worship. Sometimes they mention our traditional service. So let me say thank you to all of you who are involved in making these services possible, especially our musicians, because it's the music that most often gets mentioned. Although occasionally, somebody brings up the preaching. <laughs> this I have kept tabs on. Do you know how many times those thousand people have said that a positive experience here has been the preaching? Two. <laughs> and if you think that's more than you would have guessed, I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> when my kids were little, they used to have one measuring stick for the quality of a sermon, whether it was good or bad, was determined by just one thing, how long it was. The shorter the sermon, the better, in their estimation. Now, I think they were kidding about that. Although, come to think of it, I think that might still be their attitude. So maybe you can understand where every once in a while, maybe this happens to you too, Pastor Bender. Every once in a while, not too often though, I wonder if anybody's listening when we preach. Which prompts the question, why do it? Why spend all that time during the week preparing a sermon? Why use valuable time during the worship service, especially one that, that's as packed full as this one, with a sermon? In other words, what's the purpose 
of preaching. Now, frankly, I think, and it's not, it's not, this is from the Lord, I believe, from his scriptures, it's, preaching is indispensable. And I think we just sometimes just need to remind ourselves of why that is so. And so your sermon outline lists three purposes, there's more, but three purposes for preaching. We use those three because uh, each of our lessons today helps us to look at one of those areas. So the, the first point in the sermon outline, the first purpose and the foremost purpose of preaching is proclamation. To, to proclaim means to announce something. St. Lawrence Congregation is 170 years old. Pastors at St. Lawrence have been preaching from this very pulpit for all but 20, the first 20 of those years, something else was used. But this pulpit dates back to 1865. So from the time the first pastor stepped into this pulpit, and, and also the 20 years previous, until now, our proclamation, our message has never changed. Now, the, the way that we deliver it certainly has changed. We, we preach in English now. We use video screens sometimes to, to illustrate our messages. But the proclamation, the announcement, it's always the same. And that proclamation is more than 170 years old. We have a great example of the proclamation in the first lesson today when Philip proclaimed to the Ethiopian eunuch. And what he proclaimed to him was the good news. That's what a proclamation is. The good news about... You remember, don't you? Jesus. As St. Paul says in Colossians chapter 1, Him we proclaim. That's what our school proclaims every single day. That's why we maintain a Christian school. And Kathy and Stephanie, that's been at the heart of, of your ministry, and Mary, yours too. The proclamation of Jesus Christ. That's why you chose to have a career in a Lutheran school. Because there we can proclaim Jesus as Lord and Savior. And do you remember how the man from Ethiopia responded to that proclamation? He rejoiced. I wonder if that's always our response to the proclamation about Jesus. I don't know. I, we, um, I think we've gone through a period in our history when Christians certainly welcomed that message, but in some sense, we've taken it for granted. And therefore, it really hasn't always produced enthusiastic rejoicing from us. Well, since it's always been our proclamation, it's not new. And if it's not new, then maybe it's not exciting. That is changing. Things around us are deteriorating with incredible speed. Religious freedoms in our nation are being rapidly eroded. Race relations in our nation have taken a giant step backwards. 
with the incidents in Ferguson, Missouri, and, and Baltimore, Maryland. Terrible atrocities continue to take place in many countries around the world, many of them directed specifically at Christians. Into each one of those situations, Jesus speaks. And he speaks a message of, of comfort and certainty. None of those things can take Jesus away from us. Although I think we have to recognize that any of those things could lead us away from Jesus. Which is why in our gospel lesson, he gives us both an invitation and a promise. The invitation, abide in me. And the promise, and I will abide in you. And along with that invitation comes a bit of education. That's the second purpose of preaching, education. That's where some truth about God or our world or ourselves is revealed and explained. In today's gospel, Jesus uses an analogy from, from real life comparing Christians to branches in a vine. And he teaches us something extremely important about that when he says that every branch in me that does not bear fruit, God takes away. A little bit frightening words, maybe. But Jesus wants us to know that, that our proclamation, the good news about Jesus, isn't just about what he can do for us. It's also what he wants to do through us. So he tells us that we can produce the fruit that God expects only if we continue to abide in him. We can't do it on our own. In fact, Jesus explains... If anyone does not abide in me, he's thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. I'd like you to take a, a look at those two verses on the screen. And, and kind of, not kind of, and honestly, think about how you react to them. How, how, do, how do they make you feel? How would you rate them on a, on a scale of one to five, with one being, I absolutely love them, to five being, I don't really like them much at all. If you're closer to a five, I don't like them much at all, than a one, I could certainly understand that. And it's certainly okay. But, but I'd like to offer this bit of advice about that, and, and for any time... You read something in the Bible that, that maybe doesn't set that well with you. Ask yourself, why would a loving God, and we know without a doubt that he is, why would a loving God say that? In this case, Jesus answers the question for us. In, in verse 11 of John 15, he says, These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. Really? His goal was to bring us joy by telling us that unproductive branches, which we know that all of us have been more than one time in our life, 
So he's going to bring us joy by telling us that unproductive branches will be thrown away. Not sure that's the approach I would have taken. How about you? But that's why he's God and we aren't. He sees things we don't see. He knows things we don't know. Girls and boys, if if your parents said that if you run away from them in a crowded store, they're going to take away from you your favorite toy for a week, you might think that they're mean and trying to make you unhappy, when actually just the opposite is true. Jesus is telling us that, that he is filled with joy when we stay close to him. And he also wants us to know that our greatest and really our only true source of real joy is him. We need to know that and to be absolutely convinced of it because on the one hand it's so incredibly difficult to abide in him. There's so many enticements in the world to lure us away. At the other end of the spectrum there's so many times that hard things come into our lives that that can cause us to question his love for us. It can be incredibly hard to abide in him. On the other hand, it can really be quite simple. As Jesus explains also in our gospel reading, he says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you. In our church and in our school, we do everything we can to put the words of Jesus deep into the hearts of God's children, whatever their age is. And so this year we started with legacy verses that we want each of our St. Lawrence graduates to not just have in their head, but, but to have deep in their hearts. And if you get the word for Wednesday, you know that that's what we're basing our devotions on. By the way, if you're not getting the word for Wednesday, just send an email to church at stlawrence.org and we'll be happy to add to the list. We've got over 1,300 people that are getting those emails now. Because his word is, is what, what grabs us and, and holds us and keeps us tight to him. And in his word, Jesus teaches us about the fruit that he wants to see in our lives. So now we're getting to the third point in the outline. Where John, in today's epistle lesson, identifies one of the fruits that Jesus is looking for. And he urges us to display that in our lives. And to urge means to exhort. And so point number three is is exhortation, urging us to do something. And the exhortation of John in his first letter, let us love one another. Let us love one another. Now why would we do that when sometimes we don't even like the other person very much? Well, think back over the first two purposes of preaching, proclamation and education. Because we know God's love for us, that's our proclamation. And because we have been taught what his love produces in us, that's our education, we are more than willing to respond to his exhortation to love one another. Oh, look at the time. 15 minutes and 15 seconds. 
I might not preach this good a sermon for a long time, so enjoy it <laughs> while you can. Amen.